you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. All right, before we get to your show, you got to check out the R&B podcast. This is Nate Burleson. I'm joined by special guest Rand Gatlin. Appreciate you having me in the building. In the building. We're going to talk about the draft. Yep. We're going to talk Kendrick. Kanye. Kanye. Yeah. We covered a lot. show. We covered a lot. And I think I might be coming out of retirement. Oh, I, I saw the IG post. Nah, we're going to talk about it. Let's save that for the show. Make sure you check us out, NFL.com, iTunes, Stitcher. It's the realest in the building. Hey, remember, everybody loves low R&B. Hi, and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. Presented, as always, by McDonald's. All day breakfast, go get you some. I had some uh, some good vittles in my belly right now, so I'm fueled and ready to go for the DDFP. Lots of good stuff coming up for you. Who are you loving? Who am I loving? Who's Handsome Hank loving? Who's our secret guest loving? We also have Ronnie Hillman. He's not our secret guest, but he is a Super Bowl champion. He's going to visit us here in Studio 66 in just a little while. And we're going to continue with our series, the top quarterbacks as of circa one of the Super Bowls. And we're looking at Super Bowl 30. Who are the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history as of 1996, January, just after Troy Aikman's Cowboys defeated Neil O'Donnell Steelers. So that's all coming up here right now. Let's say hello to my main man seated to my immediate left all the way from London, England. Here he is, everybody. It's Handsome Hank. He's handsome, Hank. He's handsome, Hank. He's handsome, Hank. Hello, handsome. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. I think black tie needs to be a little sharper on the button there, like I am on the trigger when I'm throwing the ball in that shot to, to actually get it out there. You have a Marino-like quick trigger. I do, yeah, I do. 
Black tie, however, is more like Flacco. More like some, more like a Tebow has to have a bit of a wind-up. Wind bit of a wind-up. All right, let's get to it. Very important stuff, and if you're listening, we appreciate it. You can download on iTunes or go to NFL.com slash podcast, or better yet, why don't you do both? That's a nice way That'd to do be, it. That would be a good thing to do. Um, but we have a few things that are visual in nature, and hopefully will translate in audio as well. And, of course, you can always watch us on YouTube if you're an audio listener, and we appreciate Appreciate you checking it out that way. And also NFL.com slash podcast is how you can check that out. First up, something that occurred to me around President's Day uh, earlier this week on Monday, of course, it was President's Day. I think hairdos are fun, and we've seen some good hairdos on NFL QBs. When was the last time an NFL QB had a good mustache? Joe Flacco. Yeah, that was a pretty good Fu Manchu. Flacco had a pretty good one. But only in November, in November. Did Ken he have that? Did Ken O'Brien used to have a pretty good. I guess he did. Yeah, and uh, Bradshaw, I remember it was like an unironic one. Yeah, I'm trying. Dan Fouts had a beard, mm-hmm. but a mustache specifically. Yeah. There's somebody. Well, There's definitely we... some. We're missing someone. I, I now it's haunting uh-huh. me. But either way, so hair. Oh, Jeff George had one. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> that was a good one. Plus, he had the mullet yeah, behind it. Yeah, the mullet, it. and yeah. I I called on the Czech Republic to try and create what some NFL dignitaries would look like if they had the hairdos, the facial um, the facial hair, the hairdos, and otherwise of some of our U.S. presidents. And uh, Los Real Ali, or Los Real Ali, on Twitter um, responded, and he generated a few. Let's take Let's a look here. Some. Yeah, I think you're really going to like these, handsome. First of all, Tony <laughs> Romo. Is you know what I should know? I'm embarrassed right out of the gate. Is it's Tony Romo? Is I believe Andrew Jackson. That's Andrew Jackson, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Now this is a terrible thing. There's uh, a Van Buren, uh, aka yep. Bill Belichick, looking gruff. That's good as well. I don't appreciate Ben Roethlisberger being depicted as William Howard Taft, our heaviest president ever. There's Peyton as Dick Nixon. It's, it's actually, yeah, that works. And then we have uh, Cam Newton as Ronald Reagan. I mm-hmm. suspect some people will be offended by the notion of putting their favorite president, uh, his hairdo, on Cam Newton, who they may loathe, or vice versa. Yeah. I don't know. Then we have one of the Ryan brothers as, uh, who is Teddy who Roosevelt. Oh, it's Teddy Roosevelt, right. Jay Cutler as Ulysses S. Grant. And Andy Dalton <laughs> as Thomas Jefferson. That's a good one. Yes, uh the BB Gun Jefferson. They're all great, and look them up uh, on Twitter at Los Real uh, Ali, or you can look up on uh, YouTube and see those. I, I enjoyed those quite a bit. Thanks for those, and you can send more to us. We'll show them. Use the hashtag DDFP. Send along your Photoshops to us, and uh, and we'll try and show we them. We like Photoshop. Yeah, I like them quite a bit because I'm a Dave child. I think Dave as a U.S. president would be fun. That would also be fun. You. W- wonder who I would be. Yeah, wonder who I would be most like. I guess JFK. Yep. Our most charismatic, yes, yeah, yeah. most loved by women. women. That would make sense that I would yeah. be JFK. Next up, Jared Allen, one of our favorite guests here on DDFP in the history of the DDFP. Not hyperbole. I would say what black tie. One of our five or ten best guests we've ever had. Probably up there, top he, seven, top eight. He's announced his retirement. Top seven or eight gets his big day. At least, at least pretend. No jive, Hank. No jive. What if he's listening? 
No jive. No one wants to be the eighth best at something. Number 69 has hung it up, and his retired, uh, retirement announcement was grand. I don't think anyone in sports has ever done anything so. It, it was tremendous. And Do we Russia- have it? Okay, let's show it right here then. Let's show uh, Jared Allen announcing his retirement, and uh, you can listen along as well if you don't have the video. Well, everyone, I just want to say thank you for an amazing 12-year career. Um, this was the part where I was going to ride off into the sunset, but seeing how there's no sunset, I'm just going to ride off. There he goes, off he into goes. not the sunset, as he says, but uh, but pretty cool stuff. Yeah, that is very cool. Two things I in think, the snow. Marshall Lynch set the bar, you know, quite high as for a social media retirement in midway through the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl with his uh, cleats hanging up in, up in the air. But that definitely beats it. I also suspect that Jared Allen has no idea what kind of a, a noise he made on social media because he's still out in the snow camping and skinning, I don't know, whatever he found to eat. Yeah, he drops Cooking spears. He sits fire. in trees and then drops spears, spears down on, on the on beasts animals, yeah. below. It's weird. Um, but he's a great fella because he does the great work of building homes for veterans. And, yeah. I mean, you know, how much nicer can you be than that? And he's a funny guy as well as you can see there. I wonder if this is going to launch now a whole era of guys announcing their retirement. I definitely is. That's manner. what I'm saying. I mean, I, I think, you know, and Peyton Manning, who's probably the next one to go, Need, first of all, the moment you see him start a Twitter or Facebook account, you know that something big's going to happen. And the only thing he can do, I presume, is like blast off to the moon. Or I'm sure he something. and there must uh, be... Papa John will put their heads together, oh, and no, Budweiser they'll have a big yeah. event. You know, it'll be. Let's take a listen to Jared Allen. I but I I do suggest the next guy do that thing where you walk. You know, where the explosion behind you mm-hmm. as you walk away from it as the detonator goes off. I think that'd be a cool that would be pretty way cool. to like show maybe it's your locker, yeah. all your stuff. Like here, look behind me there. There's uh there's my locker back there and as you walk away like hit the thing and blow Boom. it. That's yeah. a suggestion for whoever the next guy yeah. to retire is. Meantime, here's Jared Allen when he visited us um on the show. He was on the phone and we were kibitzing about which NFL mascot would win in a fight. He had some interesting thoughts on the Jet. Have you ever looked at the 32 teams, the names of the teams, and considered how many Jared <laughs> Allen could defeat in a fight? I mean, like, so bear, you say you think a bear would win. I think you would beat a raven, for instance. I think you could be depending on, you know, it's all depending on the age of the bear and and what element are we in. You know, I have Hmm. this argument with my my agent all the time. I said, you know, maybe like a hundred pound black bear, I have a chance minus heat. But we have to have we have to have like equal, you know, things. He can't have claws if I if I don't get claws. You know, hmm. if I don't get to like take knives uh-huh. in my hands then he can't have claws. You know, so no I really weapons. think it depends on what element you're in. Now if I if I have to fly, the raven obviously wins. Well, oh, yeah. but, I, but no, yeah. no, 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 like, no, no, no. It's like a shark. It's like a shark in and out of the water. You know, who's who's on the who's on the home field? Who's like who's uh? Well, who's I, traveling for this fight? I still think the dolphin beats you out of the water. <laughs> wow, that's an indictment of Jared <laughs> no, Allen. It's, it's, but they're just so wily. There was Adam Rank weighing in as well, and Jared Allen. I saw I was wrong. It wasn't the Jet stuff, but he had he carried that conversation further by saying if the Jet were on the ground, he could defeat that because he would light. Uh, he'd go into the fuel tank and uh, put a, a handkerchief in there, light it on fire. Goodbye, Jet. Where Hard is to the argue fuel with. tank on a Jet? I don't. What do I know? I, it's strange. I always thought. I what I know about things like that. No, I mean it's fine. I don't know either, but I just I'm, I was. I don't even know when to get on a plane when they call for me, let alone where the fuel tank. Maybe is. Maybe Ronnie Hillman will know. 
All right, we have uh, we have that Ray Lewis video talking to the Ryan brothers. We'll show you that if we have time for it later on. But right now, handsome, our special guest is on the line with us. Special right now. guest. Well, he's been with us many times. He's right. one of our very favorite guests in uh, DDFP history. We're really having a cavalcade of those coming through here today. Mm-hmm. Joining us on the big screen, you've never been on the show with him, even though you're the one who first made the relationship, who made uh, connected us. You said, oh, you two would get along famously. There he is, everybody. It's Ross Tucker. What's the poop, fella? Fellas, how are you? You like my setup? I got the game balls and the helmets in the background for you. It looks awesome. Ross Tucker, the Ross Tucker football show. What was the big announcement you made today, by the way, to all your listeners? The many listeners you have. NBC Sports, you watch them on. You listen to the podcast, I hope and trust. You might have just caught him on the Dan Patrick show. He gave me a vine. I think that's really? what Dan Patrick says. He's like, hey, monkeys, get a vine. And like Tucker was doing that, so I took a vine. Or is that the, that's the right show, right? I have no idea. I don't but know. I got yet. you on the show, and it was we were talking uniforms, and that is an area of expertise for you. So thank you. It worked out great. I did not make a big announcement yet. We're making a pretty big announcement. I don't know. I'm still working on it. I got to get it all set first before we can actually make it. So I guess right now I'm just teasing the big announcement. Can you all give right. us a clue, Ross? You're taking over as head as starting QB for the Denver Broncos. No, no, no. Although, with a billion dollars available on, in cap space for free agency, man, I wish I could just put on fifty pounds again and just give it one more go around. I mean, <laughs> you know, watching some of these O lines this year, and I really wasn't even that good, but I feel like I could maybe still get another year in if my back and neck and right knee didn't hurt so much and I wasn't so old which by the way blows me away like I'm 36 I'll be 37 soon some of the guys that still play at this age what are they doing and how are they doing it like Woodson (laughs) I mean I went to a basketball game last night and my back was stiff just sitting in like bleachers, like, and in the car ride home. I don't know how these guys are still playing football. It is crazy, and I love talking offensive line stuff because it really is an area, like most football fans, that people only pretend to understand. Obviously, you actually can uh, give us some wisdom on that. Maybe we'll have time for that, but we do have the – we're in the midst of doing very important stuff. Let's jump right now to who we're loving, and Tucker, hang in there. Oh, by the way, say hello to your old pal, Handsome Hank. You guys have never been on. Henry, we, how we, are we, you, we, we've seen each other, it's but nice you've never to been on the show we've together. Been, which well, is you've weird. kept us apart for some reason. Never, never, never. My intention. Very selfish. Tucker came in and started I, I, on the Dan Patrick show. Started slinging arrows at my integrity right out of the gate. Damashek stopped having me on his show since uh, he decided that he's too big time for me now. He said that. That's right. That's exactly what he said. Yeah, unless you uh, – my, my understanding is unless you've been to multiple Pro Bowls, you can't be a, <laughs> can't be a guest on Damashek's program anymore. I don't know how he would schedule it, though, around the Tucker Empire, which – I mean, true. you guys, you, you're podcasting every five minutes, isn't it? The fantasy you feast. Yeah, you. I get my phone. I'm a, I'm a subscriber to Ross's podcast. Every 10 minutes, my phone is bleeping with a, with a new Ross Tucker podcast of some kind. I'm trying, man. I'm hustling. I'm hustling. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to be like you guys. 
All right, let's get to it. Who are we loving? Handsome, you start us off. Who are you loving right now? Well, I'll tell you, it's not who. It's what I'm loving. So I, I, I got through the weekend. In fact, I watched some of NFL Network's programming because Dave Damashek appeared every again every 10 minutes to tell me that I should be should be tuning in for football withdrawal weekend. It was lovely. It was great. I Quote, got, unquote, Mo Damashek. <laughs> I'm sure your mom enjoyed it. I got through Sunday, and I got through Monday, and the, but I was feeling pretty like, you know, what happened to, to the football games. Tuesday morning. Morning, the NFL announces the the Hall of Fame game that we're going to have Colts Packers and it's I counted I did a, I got the computer to work out it's 170 I think days away probably now under that um, and so already we can look ahead to you know Brett Favre going to the Hall of Fame Marvin Harrison going into the Hall of Fame and then a football game between the Packers and Colts Andrew Luck and Aaron Rodgers in in, in Canton it is nice to have something it's nice there, to know that you that's know how there. I feel I feel duped by preseason right. every year oh it's football oh it's, it's I, I get it it's not when once, once it gets there it's not like I'm going to be watching intently but it's nice to know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel it's not because you know who knows maybe they would it's say not actually we're not going to do football anymore it's the same it's not the civil war where Ross Tucker lives in uh eastern PA it's, right. it's a civil war reenactment yeah and that dawns on yeah. you early on as you start watching the game Tucker talking hall of fame you always have interesting thoughts about the about these matters T.O., I mean, you know, I, I heard you buzzing about this, and frankly, I thought there was some ludicrous stuff, not on your part, but on some of the guests that you had on Dan Patrick last week buzzing about this. I mean, oh, T.O., I mean, where, where do you come down on this uh, so and his my, candidacy? Look, I don't, really, I don't really like him as a guy. I don't think he's that likable, but that's not the point in my mind. My concern talking with some of the Hall of Fame voters is that they kept him out basically because they determined that he was a divisive presence in the locker room and they feel like that impacts the field and that that is an extension of the field and that's why he didn't get in. And I can I can buy that argument, but my concern would be how do you really know what a guy's like in the locker room and in the facility. And I, I wrote a column this week. I can tell you, guys, I played with my first few years. I, I know a guy that was heavily, heavily beloved. Everybody, he's the pillar in the community. Everybody thinks he's a great leader. But the reality is, he's really not. You know, he, I thought he was a negative influence on our team. By the way, those first two T.O. plays you showed, I think I was on both those teams. Is that I think right? I was on the, Cal- I, on the other team. I was okay. definitely <laughs> on the Redskins. I was definitely on the Redskins when he had that crazy run. And I was on the uh, Cowboys, I think, for that touchdown pass as well, which is pretty <laughs> funny. But um, So my point is, look, I played with a guy in particular that went to a bunch of Pro Bowls, and people thought he was such a great leader. He was by far the worst leader and worst teammate I ever had. So my concern stems from Hall of Fame voters basing things on that they can't see, that they hear secondhand, which may or may not be true because I can name a couple of guys that were not good leaders and good teammates, but everybody thinks they were. And conversely, everybody always rips Jeff George. Jeff George was awesome. Jeff George, I was a rookie. I tore my MCL. He came over to me in training camp. Hey, Tuck, I'm going to get a smoothie. Do you want one? I'd be like, yeah, Jeff George, I'd love a smoothie. That'd be delicious. Well, I, it's funny because people do who played with Jeff George do say that 
just about unanimously that Jeff Jordan was one of the most uh, misunderstood guys um, that they've been around because he was beloved, and so was Randy Moss. But, yeah, what about the idea that if you're a Hall of Famer, that this distinction of first year, you're a first ballot Hall of Famer. Right. First, oh, no, he's getting into the Hall. He's just not a first. Not a f- it's, it's a weird he just got five years to think about it. Well, you right. have to kick it down the road by another couple of years to mull it over some more. That's another ridiculous element. Yeah, that that's that's not the way it should be, number one. Number two, you know, they have a line now. Like, I don't think if you really talk to any of those voters – that they really think Marvin Harrison's more deserving than Theo. I think Marvin Harrison's a Hall of Famer. You can make an argument that Marvin Harrison's maybe more deserving than Tim Brown last year. I don't know. You can make that argument. But he's not more deserving than T.O. I don't like what happened to just looking at the dudes and saying, these are the five best dudes. This is who I'm voting right. for, rather than this guy is not a first ballot. This guy has to wait in line. Who are they to say who should wait in line? I don't want to go. Who off are they? Party, but what 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 happened if something happens to T.O.? Like, really, he doesn't get to get in while he's living because they decided he had to wait. Don't you see? It's the lunch lady syndrome, Tucker. If people who <laughs> there is an element of the population that whatever power they have, however little it is or however great it is, they want to flex that muscle. Lunch ladies, most of them were mean. They ruled with an iron fist. You have no juice in the real world, but you can right. lean heavy on the third graders. Same thing with these voters. They go up on Mount Pius to, to weigh in. I didn't like T.O. And really, it's a T.O. The irony is T.O. is a me guy. Me. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, voters. Well, T.O. wasn't nice to me. Right. You know who's making it about me? You. you. That's who, voters. Hey, hey Sheck, this brings up a really important thing. Number one. I always had a great relationship with my lunch ladies. And number two, shepherd's pie day, mm-hmm. pot pie day, or chicken nugget day. What what was the best mm. at your school? I fell in love in middle school with shepherd's pie. It was an yeah. exotic Correct. revelation. Correct. I'd never had it. And I thought, what is this delectable treat? Is, is it the most handsome item you'll ever see put in front of you? No. But is it delicious? <laughs> right. It's beyond reproach. Do you like yours with peas or no peas, Tucker? No peas. Uh-huh. I, I'm a separation of church and state guy. Have the peas on the side as a side dish. If I want to get them involved, I can. But that's my decision, right. not theirs. Well, but then carrots. That's the other one that you'll find occasionally chopped into no, there. And that, no, oh, no, no. I love a carrot in there. See, I, I agree with you on the peas, but finely chopped carrot in there. Just make sure delicious. you include the gravy. That's gravy, but also you need some Worcestershire sauce. If you can get that in there, ooh, it gives a little tang to it. And handsome Hank, handsome Hank, that's a that's an English thing. It is. You're correct. Yep. So that is that literally the only good food you guys have? (laughs) I'm trying to think. They, they, it was so popular, they invented cottage pie as well. So well you shepherd's know pie is, is lamb. The gift that the British people gave the world was uh, the idea of putting vinegar on fries. Yep. That malt vinegar on fries makes them sing. If you've never done that, uh, make sure you do that ASA ampy. All right, Tucker. Who are you loving, fella? Well, first of all, I'm loving... Shepherd's pie. We could just yeah, make that your I'm answer. I'm loving your sponsor, McDonald's, being all-day breakfast because... Sausage McMuffin with egg is the greatest sandwich ever created. There you go. And so now it gives me a reason to go to McDonald's after 10 a.m. So I'm loving McDonald's. Tell them Damashek sent you. 
<laughs> yeah, and I'm loving, I'm loving, Shaq, your whole thing with the bowls. I'm a big bowl guy. Oh. I Look, when I go to the Marriott, I go to the concierge lounge. I'm platinum. Check out the name tag. <laughs> and when I'm getting, like, scrambled eggs, it's just easier and better to eat. And you get more when you go with the bowl rather than the plate. Thank Everything's you. Everything's better. It mixes in better. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I stole your idea or it was my idea, but I've been going bowl when bowl was a, a sizable bowl. Yes. was an option for a while. But what I'm really loving – and I'm not afraid to admit it. Hold it's on just- a second. We're celebrating me. I want okay. to I want to say something. <laughs> Most people selfishly when they hear New Year's resolution think they talk they make it about me. They make it about them is what they do. Right. How can I be better? What can I do in 2016? Dave is, you know, I'm a human first and foremost and I care about my fellow man. And my and, and to me I think about how I can leave the big blue marble better than I found it. That's that you you know that me. That is handsome. true. That's true of you. Tucker, you know me, Black Tie, you what am I about? I'm about I, I just give and I give and I give. That's that's my way. It's my it's the only thing I know. And so I make New Year's resolutions for society, not just for me. Right. What what were my resolutions this year? Stuffing. More stuffing and you're seeing it pop up all over the place and two more bowls. Forget plates. Plates aren't the way to go. Those are 20th century. Bowl is the future. And now New York City, trendy restaurants, Ross right. Tucker, are saying bowls are the way. It's the hot new thing. People are writing articles about it. I saw one on Twitter there. Oh, there it is right there. Drew McGarry tweets it out from uh, Fusion. The hot new trend in New York City is eating out of a bowl. You're welcome, world. Do I need credit? People are tweeting it to me. Don't bother. My reward is making the world a better place. Thank you. You're welcome. And good for you for getting New York to adopt it because that's you know yeah. a place where those type of trends spread. Yeah, they think they're the trailblazers, right. exactly. but in fact, it's Damashek. you, the then New York, then the world. Tucker, who are you loving otherwise? Well, I'm loving Justin Bieber's new album, and I'm not afraid <laughs> to admit it. No, I mean, dude, I'm just telling you, um, you know, Sorry is a terrific song. Um, Love Yourself is an awesome song. The one before that, What Do You Mean, is a great song. Look, this kid's kind of like T.O. to me. I'm not a big fan. I really don't like his early work, especially. I don't, I'm not happy you're showing these pictures. I don't like to actually look at him. I don't want to look That's at your him. hero. Look at it. I, I don't him. like anything. I don't like anything about him or right. the way he looks. But I, I, I call a spade a spade. And these songs, love yourself. <laughs> you know, my mom loves everybody. My mom doesn't like you, but she, oh, she's not showing the pictures anymore. My mom doesn't like you. My mom likes it. My mom doesn't like you and she likes everybody. That's a great line. It's so true. Sorry's a great song. And you know what? I think deep down. Most people, most rational people like these this Justin Bieber music. They just won't admit it because they think it makes them it takes away their man card or it makes them less masculine. I like so how you conflate say, you've masterfully conflated TO with Justin with Bieber. Justin Bieber. That's just marvelous. Yes. You did yes. a, you did great work. And, and here's the thing. People won't admit they like Bieber because they think they'll get made fun of or it's not manly. Look, I have game balls behind me and helmets from playing offensive line in the NFL. 
I'm a man. I'm not 40, <laughs> but I'm a man. Okay. And I'm not afraid to say I like the music. And you think that means I'm not tough? Let sign a liability waiver. Let's get in a fight somewhere. We'll play sorry or love yourself in the background. And let's do that. <laughs> Well, I I would like to play sorry right now for the audience that right. you had to just listen to that. That was a Are huge. No, Tucker one. That's fine. I what we have to do is our most. In, what song? That that's inspirational. Your, your guilty what, pleasure. What is the guilty pleasure song yeah. for you, handsome? Um, I have I have. A, I like Bruno Mars. I like I, I like uh, um, Locked Out of Heaven. Is that right. is that embarrassing to admit yeah, that I like of, that? I mean, it's kind of embarrassing. I um, I have um, a fondness for. Oh yeah. I wish I could dance like that. That's when I watch uh, Bruno Mars and his gang dance. Right. I always They're, think, man, I wish I could do that. Right. Because I, I would, I would well. dance I a lot. I watch Bieber at the Grammar, and I, I can't say I particularly enjoyed the music, but he can move as well. But people, it's a funny thing because uh, out, uh, unlike other activities, if you can't if you can't do it, you just don't do it. You know, like – no, that's not true. Dancing. There's plenty of people who can't dance who dance. No, that's my point. Oh, I see. People, there are there are great dancers, right. but everybody or ninety percent of the population thinks like, well, yeah, but I love dancing, so I'm going to dance. And they and they say at weddings or bar mitzvahs or whatever, come on, everybody looks silly out here. Yeah, I know you do. That's why I'm not doing it. <laughs> you you want to make yourself look like a jerk? That's your business. Don't try and drag me into this shame. Yes, black tie. Speak for yourself, guys. I mean, dancing is the way of life. If you, if you can't dance. I, mean, I can't why, dance, why, so why, why would I do it? Why live? Matt G's a dancer. I can say that right now. I've seen him. Oh, you basketball. look at him. You know immediately. Like he has D'Angelo's back here as a dancer. I mean, oh, we danced on this whole show, guys. You got to dance. got to boogie down. If you are a good dancer, dance the night away. I, I bet Black Tie thinks he's a good dancer. I guarantee Oh, no. Yes. It's, yes. Yes. Black Tie's a good like, dancer. Yeah. Oh, we're going to have a dance-off, and Ross Tucker is one of the uh, well, judges on our Blue Ribbon panel. Check two things. Number one, how many people do you have working on your podcast? Several. Dozen. I mean, I know the NFL's got a lot of revenue coming in, but are you kidding me? I mean, we've got a, a seven-person staff back there. Oh okay. yeah, look at these guys. Look at them all back there. Look at this. This is unbelievable. Oh my! Whoa, God. there's more. It's unbelievable to it's, me. It's kind of like a. I have like a hammer-type entourage. I mean, these you are just hangers call, on. I'm, I don't... Glad, I'm glad you call this the Dave Damashek football program because you can't call it a podcast anymore if you've got eight guys and cameras and everything working on it. Secondly. Everybody knows that dancing is just 95% body language and confidence. There we go. I know. Like, I I'm sure I'm a terrible dancer, but when I go out there, I believe I'm the best dancer. You're Travolta. Like, you have to. I went against D. Lyman that were definitely way better than me and probably could have beat me every play and freak shows, and I wasn't. But mentally, when I got out there, I thought, I'm going to kill this dude. He's afraid of me. So much of it's mental. I'm fine. I, I agree with everything you just said. Yes, I don't. Yes, it's all about confidence. I have zero confidence, Tucker, so I don't do it. And, of course, you can delude yourself into thinking you're a good dancer. I saw you at the Super Bowl walking around at a party in shorts. And I went, what kind of man goes out in his shorts after dark? That's a, <laughs> you, you know, we don't park our cars in the same garage on many matters, Tucker. Now let's move on, though, to something that uh, perhaps we will line up on, or maybe not. You played with some of these guys, as a matter of fact, in our ongoing series, and I think Tucker will uh, have some uh, some real uh, some keen thoughts on this. 
Every, in 10-year increments, I find it fascinating when you ask people, like if we ask Black Tie behind the glass, he's not even 30, so his opinion on who the best quarterback he's ever seen is obviously quite different than the ones handsome. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers right. is the best quarterback you've ever seen, Black That Tie. is correct. Oh, really? I'm surprised you didn't go with uh, your friend Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Shocking, yeah. but hey, either way. Peyton Man is the best quarterback mind I've ever seen. <laughs> you appreciate his mind, do you, Black Tie? Anyway, so we're doing in 10-year increments by the Super Bowl. We started off at Super Bowl ten. who were the best quarterbacks of all time. One circa, through ten. Right, circa 1976, January of 1976. Then we did, on the last show, we did Super Bowl twenty. Now we're up to Super Bowl thirty, right in your wheelhouse, uh, Ross Tucker. Let's debut it here. Here's my list. And take a look and see what Ross Tucker and Handsome thinks here. Do we go backwards again? Do we want to count them backwards, Black Tie? What's that, Black let's show, Tie? Let's show, the, let's show the list of the first two shows. Just show Super Bowl ten. And oh, all right. Go from there. I listen. Time is running short. I don't want to waste Tucker's idea. Oh, you but just, just want to go sense. straight to Super that's Bowl fine. 30. Show that's him. Good. Bring us everybody up to speed, including Tucker. All Although right. I know Tucker never misses a second of the DDF. All right. Either. Go ahead. We're gonna. We're gonna go ahead. Show it to us. As Russ said, we have a lot of people working back here. So Yeah, I know. Hey. Amazing that uh, between the seven dozen people behind the glass, no one could get that pulled up there. All right. At number one, as of January 76, Johnny Unitas was one, Bart Starr two, Tarkenton, Staubach, Namath, Jurgensen, Bradshaw, Dawson, Brody, Morrill. The standard is, for anybody out there saying, what about Sammy Baugh? The standard is you have to have at least reached the Super Bowl era. Even if yep. it was your last year in the league, you have to have reached there to be considered, hence Bart Starr and Johnny Unitas' inclusion. By 20, Joe Montana has jumped Johnny U. He has two rings on his fingers. He's in his heyday with those great 49ers teams. Bradshaw, controversial choice at three, but he had two rings. So we didn't change any of these. No, he had, he, had, he had four. Tuesday. No, I told right, you these are in pencil. When I go They're formal, in pencil. They're still in pencil This graphic here for, is in pencil. But Terry Bradshaw had four rings. I mean, I, the, the argument yep. against that is a little bit uh, – I know you want to argue that, Handsome, but the fact I already of the matter did. is – fine. We don't need to – As of Super Bowl twenty, he's the only guy who had four I rings. I look forward to seeing where he is on this. And list. here we go. As of 30, counting him from 10 to 1, Bart Starr. Number nine, Fran Tarkenton. Eight, Jim Kelly. Seven, Troy Aikman. Six, Roger Staubach. Five, Terry Bradshaw. Argue that all you want, but in head-to-head Super Bowls, Bradshaw bested Staubach twice. Elway at four. That was a hard call. I almost put Elway further down. Unitas at three. Marino at two, which is pretty, you know, racy stuff, I think, and I'll be interested in that. And then Joe Montana has a stranglehold on it as of – 1986 January, the Bears had just beaten the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Tucker, how say you on that list? What jumps out at you? So this is this is up to 96 now. Oh, I mean, as of 96, I'm sorry, yes. Yeah, this is up to 96. I think it's interesting, the by Cowboys the way. The Cowboys just Marino, beat the Steelers for their third ring. Aikman just got his yeah, third Yeah, I ring. think it's interesting, by the way, that you had Marino number five all-time after playing three years in the NFL. And even uh, as a Dolphins fan, even I was arguing against that in the last one. So, And, and then you just had Marino move up three spots by having no playoff success over the next ten years, which is interesting. By the way... When I sleep at night and dream, I dream about what it was like to be Dan Marino in living in Miami in the 80s as Dan Marino. But anyway. <laughs> um, Better than Sonny Crockett. Uh, can you even imagine? I mean, I, I, I can't even go there mentally. Anyway. Um, <laughs> that uh, glorious mane of hair. Your list, uh, your, your list having 
Uh, Bradshaw over Stahlbach is a joke. I Thank you very much, Russ. Well, you just cited rings. Bradshaw beat Stahlbach two out of two times in the Super Bowl. What other measure? Bradshaw's was- whole team is in the Hall of Fame. Thank the you. entire team uh, is in poor, the Hall of Fame. Those poppers like that Stahlbach played with. I don't know how you can have – It's look, I love Marino. I mean, it's unbelievable to me. I still go to stadiums or go to, like, random gas stations, and there's a dude with jean shorts and a Marino jersey on. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but I don't know how you can have Marino in 96 over, over John Elway. Well, here's the thing that both of those guys – I'm always conflicted about the Marino-Elway thing because, first of all, Elway got two rings at, at the tail end of his yeah, career, career, very much like right. Peyton just got his second ring. I mean, it was Terrell Davis. So what? And a- he took three teams that weren't good to the Super Bowl. No, he I'm not. He shouldn't have beat Cleveland those two years. You're right. And the thing that Marino always gets credit for is, well, he never had a running back and his receivers were good, not great. Well, but, but but the thing that Elway doesn't also get that same credit or that same asterisk next to everything that he achieved, Elway did it. I mean, you want to talk, who was uh, um, Marino's best running back? He was better than Sammy Winder. John Elway's primary running back in his career, in, in, his, in his prime, was Sammy Winder. I Kids know, today I have no that. idea who that even is. His number one receiver was Vance Johnson, Mark Jackson, Steve Watson. These are the people who he was throwing the ball to, Elway. I agree with you, Tucker. That's I'm conflicted on Elway versus Marino, but ultimately Marino had the single greatest season in quarterback history. 84 is the best uh, QB in in history, and those were very flawed. Mark Clayton, in hindsight, was that was that an all time receiver? No, That's right. the best he ever played with. Hey, well, check. I, yes, check. Can I can I tell you guys a Marino story? I'd like that. I was talking with Marino recently. No big deal. Name and drop. And I told him how I do the high school state championship games in, Pe- in our beloved Pennsylvania every year, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, I mentioned that Pittsburgh Central Catholic, his high school was very good again this year. And I anticipated doing that. This is like late November when the Eagles played the Dolphins. And I said to him, I said, how were you when you were there? You know, meaning in my mind, how good was Pittsburgh Central Catholic when Marino was there? But I said, I said, how were you when you were there? And he kind of got this confused look on his face. And he said, I was bleeping awesome. (laughs) (laughs) He he thought I was asking how good of a player he was. I said, no, 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 Dan. You're Dan Marino. I'm pretty sure you were. I meant as a team. He's like, oh, oh, um. Oh, we lost to North Hills both years in the playoffs. How is but, it possible that Dan Marino ever lost to some Western PA exactly. high school that he wasn't I on? know, but how about the fact that he thought I was asking him what <laughs> kind of player he was in high school. He went like this, check, and he goes, I was bleeping awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that does not Great sound story. like Marino in the persona right. that uh, has been put out there over the last 30 years. So, yeah, Danny Marino. I watched him play at Pitt from his uh, first year there on. I watched all his deeds. My old man still rings, and half of Pittsburgh still rings their hands that the Steelers didn't draft him um, back in uh, in the great 83 draft. That would have been pretty have cool. You a clear Pittsburgh bias 
with Bradshaw. That's and ridiculous. But that's not true. Marino, the, the one thing I'll say about Marino is, and it's the untold story about the about that Dolphins team, certainly after Shula won, this, won those uh, Super Bowls in the 70s, that Don Shula, as great of a coach as he was, and he stuck around for a long time, was maybe the worst at drafting players of all time. Every, If you look at his drafts, basically from Marino onwards, there were he he was terrible. He couldn't pick players. He's picking terrible defensive players. He's picking terrible running backs. He didn't give Marino any help or any hope of winning. And so when they were making the playoffs and when they were winning the AFC East, it was it was it was basically on the back of Marino. Like you say, Ross, he was it was probably the same deal as he was losing playoff games in high school because it was him and that was all very well that he was bleeping awesome, but there was there the rest of the team were a bunch of scrubs. And that was what that Dolphins team looked like. Speaking of that, when you see Marino, does he say, Hey, good to see you again, Ross, or does he or, or is he like or do you have to say, Hey Dan, uh, hey Ross Tucker, good to see you. Do you do you have to say your name to him? Um I he recognized me. I, I said, hey, Dance Ross Tucker. I didn't give him a chance to to not. So know. I, I, I don't know if he would have known or not. It's a good question. I don't, I don't know if he would have known or not, but I didn't even give him that chance. He was walking on the field. I said, hey, Dan Ross Tucker. And I've interviewed him in person and talked to him in person four or five times. So he knows me. He knows we have a mutual friend in Pat Kerwin. So he knows me. But I don't know if he immediately would have said, hey, Ross. I don't know that. It's a good question. If you get him on, ask him. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, he, Next time we have he meets our minimum, our new minimum standard of multiple <laughs> Pro Bowls. Multiple Pro Bowls or me. In the meantime, there's no, there's no one better talking football out there than Ross Tucker. Prove it to yourself by listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Elvin, Evan Silva doing great work with that, Andrew Brant's on there a lot. It's a gaggle of football minds that uh, are second to none, aside from the Pro Bowlers, of course, that we kibitz with here on DDFP. <laughs> Always love catching up with Ross Tucker on NBC Sports as well. He fills in for Dan Patrick. And as you can plainly tell, he's a swell fella too, even with the uh, egregious name dropping that we just endured there. And the Justin Bieber love. And yet I still like him. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty likable. Go, ha- go have a lunch and or dinner. Go have a, a sausage McMuffin in a Ooh. bowl. And, uh, nice. And, and tell I him Damashek sent you. Thanks to both of you and your basketball team in the back for having me. Uh, <laughs> thanks to the great Ross Good Tucker. You, Ross. All right. So we're going to continue to work on that list. We didn't even – I wanted to get his thoughts on uh, some of his contemporaries, Steve Young and Warren Moon. But uh, we'll, we'll continue. And, again, that's just a work in progress, that uh, quarterback list. It's not, a, it's not finalized yet at all. All right. Right now – here, oh, is he coming in? Here we go, handsome. Ooh. We're going to change our clothes. Okay, I'm going to grow clothes. my hair longer as well. All right, perfect. Here he comes, everybody. One of the Super Bowl 50 champions running back, Ronnie Hillman. Do, 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 da, 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 down, ba, da, down, da, boom, bam, bam, Dave. All right, look at this. The cavalcade of world champions continues in Studio 66. Earlier in the week, it was Aqib Tlaib. Now look who it is. One half of the duo that toted the ball, being handed off by 18 and 17, and now he's soon to wear a big ring on his finger. It's Ronnie Hillman. What's the poop, fella? How you doing? Well, not as good as you. You're a world <laughs> champion. <laughs> is that a guy? World champion, world, I world said, champagne. sir. <laughs> first things first. You look terrific. Thank you. I like the stars on yeah. your shirt. I've never seen that before. 
Oh yeah, you know, it's a little something. It's know. very nice. And yeah, that, thank you. And what would you call that color suit? Periwinkle? I have no clue. <laughs> Is that periwinkle? <laughs> I, I think that would be. It's uh, an electric blue. I would, uh, like, uh, it's in the middle. You know, yeah. It's like a. You know, sometimes it'll look purple, I guess. Yeah, a little sometimes purple. Sometimes it'll look blue. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's very smart either way. And may I also say you smell terrific. Oh, thank That's you. That's true. Appreciate it. Thank you. You notice yeah. that as well, Hansel? I did, yeah. <laughs> Everything, the whole, the whole thing, the whole package. <laughs> now, we talked to Tlaib last week, uh, uh, earlier in the week about this, and I'm fascinated by what happens all around the Super Bowl. If you're an individual, of course, this is the greatest event mm-hmm. in American society, and you must recognize that as soon as you win that title game, we're going to the Super Bowl, how do you sleep the night before? Talib gave us his secret. Did you get a good night's sleep? Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, yeah, I sleep fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> once the lights turn off, I'm I'm good, you know. But uh, you know, obviously it's exciting, but you you know, you, you just have to you know go in that that mindset, that zone, like. No, we gotta get this done. So I actually couldn't wait to wake up. And so, what about on the in the morning? Because you know, as a kid, you you play football and you dream, you imagine yeah. every time. You're not imagining it's week thirteen of the season. It's always the Super Bowl. So on the morning, you know you're gonna play in the Super Bowl. What's that like? How was it? Was it feel like to to, um, to be there? It was just, uh, I think, you know, waking up and you know, I, I, just that feeling like you know, this is the last game, you know, and this is you know all or nothing, and you want to. You know, putting you all in nothing. So, you know, you start to, you know, amp yourself up. And, you know, I listen to my music and, you know, just, you know, What's relax. the music? Um, Kendrick Lamar or, you know, the Nipsey Hustle. It just depends on the, the whole moment I'm in or at that moment. Are you going Kendrick Lamar right now or are you going Kanye West? I'm a Kendrick fan. That's correct. That's exactly <laughs> right. I saw a great tweet about that. Fan. Kendrick Lamar is doing what Kanye West thinks he's doing. I saw that tweet and I laughed. <laughs> I, thought was, I thought that was spot on, right? Uh, I mean, uh, you know, both of them are talented artists. You know, I have respect for both of them. But, you know, just Kendrick, he, he, he's a different cat, you know. What did you guys talk about in the fourth quarter, especially when you went up two touchdowns? Did you guys start to acknowledge, like, we're going to win the Super Bowl? No, never. All, you nah. didn't. You didn't do that at all. No, 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 no. You know, because Carolina is a dangerous team. You know, kind of. You know, you, you have to. You have to. When that clock hits zero, is when you. When you like, you know, yes. Like, you know, I was nervous. I was nervous on the, when it was hitting zero. You know, <laughs> this counts, right? Yeah, this That's, counts, it. Right? Yeah, That's it. You know? Confetti coming yeah, down. Yeah. So you know, it, it was just you know. It, you kind of stay locked in throughout the whole thing, but obviously, you know, when that clock winding down, the more excited you get. Do you say to each other, like, well, first of all, do you hear Beyonce and, uh, you know, the rest of the – and Coldplay and all those people, can you hear them? Do you th- Is there a part of you thinking, like, I'm interested in what you're talking about, Coach Kubiak, but I really wouldn't mind seeing the halftime show. Can I just oh, get no, it? No, no, <laughs> no, no. Uh, we couldn't hear nothing. So, you know, I wasn't I, – I mean, I could watch it on TV or whatever. That's true. You know, I could always, Have you done that? I didn't. I didn't even watch the performance at halftime. Honestly, know why everybody was mad? Because Beyonce, they, they was mad. Beyonce didn't perform longer. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all. I, I got more texts about that than the game. You know? <laughs> <laughs> why did she only perform for three minutes? I was like, uh, I don't know, but it's midway through care. the third quarter. I don't have time to have this conversation. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're gonna get. So you have all the excitement, the the sleepless first night after the Super Bowl. You go out and you swing and the parade and everything else. Now you're gonna get that giant ring. And let's be, let's not jive each other. It's a little bit much, right? It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, how big it yeah is. it's real. It's a gaudy ring. But, yeah, 
I don't know. I don't know what it is. I hope I want to see it. You know, you're gonna wear it. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. You know, I'm gonna wear it. You know, at certain events. You know, I'm not gonna wear it every day, obviously. But you know, I think I'm gonna go up in the case a little somewhere. Now, this is, you know, of course, this is Ronnie Hillman's big moment and everything else, but Handsome knows another human being named Ronnie, and he has a big moment coming up, too. I do, so my son's name is Ronnie. Oh, really? That's right. Okay. There's not many Ronnies around. I mean, how do you spell it? Same as you. Oh, really? Yep, same really? as you. Yeah, cool. And it's his sixth sixth birthday tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You are his favorite player because you are also called Ronnie. But it was at one time it was between you and Ronnie Brown, another, <laughs> another running back. Yeah. And but now that Ronnie Brown's gone, you've, mm. you're plain I'm sailing. Plain sailing to be. You didn't even have player. to bring up Ronnie Brown. You should have just. Well, I just I want to be truthful. I want to. Why would <laughs> I right, lie? You're I'm, right. You know, but hey. but Ronnie Brown's gone. So Ronnie Hillman is is plain sailing to as Ronnie's favorite player. Well, can you can you say happy birthday to six year old? Happy birthday, happy birthday, Ronnie number two. <laughs> <laughs> Thank so, you. That's kind of you. Yeah, that's that's going to be pretty yeah. good. Um, what a thrill for six. It will be. He'll uh, he'll he'll enjoy that. Now I asked this to Talib, and I'm going to ask it to you. Let's say that the 2015 Denver Broncos are going to play the 2015 Denver Broncos in 60 minutes of football. The only thing that's going to change <laughs> is who the quarterback is. Peyton in his prime, Elway in his prime. Who would win that game? Ooh. <laughs> good question, isn't it? That's a great question. You know, they both are, you know, legends, you know. So that's true. You're right. You know, that's that's going to be, you know, the, the battle of the legends. You know, true so it. far. You might, have to, you might have to make a little video, a little – Little game after that or something. Yeah, maybe, but well, but but we'll we'll I'm do that not, later. But what you about you? Really trying to get me? To no, I mean, this <laughs> He's trying to get you. To He's do trying it. to get me to do it. Elway, Elway signs the paycheck. That's my only. I'm not going to give you any hints, but I think mm-hmm. since he's the one signing the paycheck, you might want to go with seven. <laughs> nah, yeah, you're right. Right, he does sign the checks. Nah, um, not. <laughs> <laughs> <Go away. laughs> right. Our time's running short, and I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Akeem uh-huh. Talib refused. I'd like an apology. No. I, I think the Steelers really no they they played no so well that day. No. Shouldn't they have won that game? Uh, the best team won. <laughs> Ronnie, best team won, man. <laughs> the best team. Don't the let him do. Won. Don't let him do this to you. <laughs> So, Ronnie Hillman, now there would appear to be some transition. We hear about some Broncos maybe moving on, maybe not. Is that something you, you know, I, I, I'll worry about that in, in August. Right now, can I enjoy my life now? What, what are you going to do for the next couple of months? Um, I'm going to chill, you know, just just live and enjoy life. Yeah. Yeah. And get uh, get some more electric blue suits. Yeah, maybe. yeah, a couple more suits. You know. And will you hang around Denver? No, I live out here. Oh really? Yeah, well, you're welcome to come back here anytime oh, yeah. that you'd like to. You're more than welcome if you if you have some free time and the interest to do so. But I imagine that's got to be in a football crazy city like Denver. Mm-hmm. Is that? I mean, has that set set into you how great that's going to be forever to walk the streets of Denver as a? Ch- I mean, people are always gonna. I, I mean, I've seen that 40 years after in Pittsburgh. People still, if you were on the team that won a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. back slaps and free beers for the rest of your life. <laughs> uh, oh man, hey, you know. That's a, no, you know, it, it, Denver has a great fan base. You know, they I think at the parade it was like over eight hundred thousand people there. So <clears throat> I'm I'm pretty sure it's gonna be you know, like you know, it's gonna be humbling to be able to you know for them to remember you forever. 
Wasn't it weird, though, that uh, there were no Panthers fans at the Super Bowl? I noticed that there were very few. I've been to seven Super Bowls. I haven't seen so few people from a fan base. I mean, it was all orange. It was loud for Broncos yeah, fans. Yeah, um, you know, like I said, you know, the Broncos have, you know, amazing, you know, fan base. You know, that's what they, you know, that's one thing that they do have. And, uh, you know, the show, you know, I, I don't know why Carolina uh, – I don't know why Carolina didn't have anybody. <laughs> Last thing is a man of high fashion that you plainly are. Let's, I mean, the, the current uniforms for the Broncos, let's go back to maybe the Elway era or maybe even the brown and gold. I know that's controversial. Nah, not, the the, not the brown and gold. You're wrong. Yeah, no, those look nice. The Elway era was. The Elway era was is good. I like You'd be all right with that? Those are nice, yeah. All right. See, now Elway, I hope you heard that, Ronnie Hillman. Member of your football team wears a ring sometimes, and we'll see how much Ike advises him to wear it going forward. But he likes the Elway area uniforms. Let's go back to that. It's a better look. <laughs> Meantime, Ronnie Hillman, what a pleasure! Congratulations on getting that ring, um, and uh, and enjoy the off season, and uh, good luck going forward in 2016, man. Definitely, thank you. Come on by anytime you want to. Studio 66's door is always open. Studio for 66, you, especially for a champagne. <laughs> Even if I feel the Steelers really played. All right, all right, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry, Hillman. I, I got <laughs> sidetracked. There. Ronnie Hillman, everybody. Dave All right, so as you may have noticed, we weren't wearing wearing the same clothes, or if you're just listening, you might have heard uh, our voices, Handsome and mine, are actually one day older than they were when That's we true. were talking to Ryan. And we don't want to lie to anyone. No, indeed. No jive is right. our policy here. Since we talked to Ronnie Hillman, you delivered his birthday greeting to your boy, Ronnie. It's actually his birthday. Yesterday, we recorded right. that, and... Uh, and now it is his. Boy. And how did he? And feel? Tomorrow, when you're listening, it might not be. And what? But right. But how did? Uh, how did he your took boy? it? He was very excited. Ronnie Hillman, as I said, is genuinely one of his favorite players, as you would be if you if you were named after an NFL player. How do you allow that, Hank? What? I mean, I know he's named after him, but he's he's Ronnie Hillman, Hank. What? Do you mean? what? Why would you be a fan of Ronnie Hillman? Because Whoa! A fan of Ronnie if there was a guy called Black Tie in the NFL, <laughs> like Tony kind of sort of just tie. left the show. Black Tie, yeah. and already you're well, going that was, after Hillman. That was a Hellman? day ago. That was 24 hours ago. We just, well, yeah, oh. you know. But but only seconds in Showtime. Yeah, I guess. So if there was a guy called Tony Black Tie in the NFL playing defensive end, like a backup defensive end for the for the Rams. I don't know whether you're a Rams fan this year or not. You would still, you would be like, oh, I'm invested in this guy because he has the same name as me. It's a rare name. There's not, you know. Somehow he hate me seems uh, relevant to black tie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know on what side. And I don't even yeah. know what that means. Hey, let's uh, real quick. I promised it and we'll show it to, well, maybe we'll do it again because I, I thought this was fun, but I haven't seen actually how this looked. I experienced it. Uh, 18 inches away from me when Ray Lewis jumped up on the stage to greet the Ryan brothers. He hadn't seen them in a little while. He didn't greet me, but at NFL Honors, he greeted them and congratulated them on their reunion in uh, Buffalo upcoming in 2016. Here it is, Ray Lewis yapping with the Ryans. Ooh, look at that. Yeah. Wait, are we going to hear it, Black Tie? <laughs> what are you... <laughs> What's going on? I'm being on? ignored there. He really has no interest in... And they're not going to introduce you either. Dave, can I tell you something about your your Ryan Brothers meeting? Yes. All the other people seemed like they enjoyed it. There was something about when you were offering them the pineapple. I think you showed that on the last show. It didn't seem like they had as much fun with you as as your other um, interviews. Shaq, honestly, at this moment, how are you feeling right now? 
I was wondering if you were about to jump in there. <laughs> you keep it in No, I, I listen. I, I hate, I'm a man <laughs> of honor. I'm not going <laughs> to jump in there. Wait, why? Where's the audio, Black Tie? You don't have the audio. What do you mean you don't have it? There's a microphone right there. I'm sticking it in to hear the conversation. <laughs> Are you That's doing you Ray Lewis's doing? eyes there at the beginning of that? If you're watching, well, that was you're watching on YouTube. Black tie. So now, yeah, the audio listeners got nothing out of that. What black tie? Well, I want the audio it. for that. No, we'll get the audio. We'll get in that. in the next go round, <laughs> why don't you and I try and imagine what the audio will be? Yeah, I'm, I'll be. Who do you want to be? If we can't do that, then I'm gonna have to. Well, I think you're more. Well, we have, a lot we, more have uh, we have a development here with the audio. The audio was terrible. Could not could not be aired. That is why. Okay, is I'll that be, right? Why? Correct. It wasn't crude, was it? No, it just could not be used on air. So. I don't understand. Hey, if you're listening, come watch. Come watch the show, guys. You know, Matt G and the rest of the crew, we the seven-man crew here, we put in a lot of work. Watch the All show. All right. Some people like to consume it via audio. That's, uh, you know, a lot of people of lazy, like it that way. But, I'll say this. we uh, the, uh, the football withdrawal weekend from last weekend is back now in sequel form. This weekend, it is uh, a marathon of football life episodes. And if you don't, haven't watched football life, shame on you. Who's your really favorite one? I haven't seen every one of them. I, I'm biased. I like to watch the uh, Mean Joe Green is one Good of one. the um, episodes that you'll see if you watch this weekend. And Mean Joe, uh, to me, it's easy to say this guy would have been great in any era. But when you watch Mean Joe, the key is, and I always point this out, is the Steelers in the mid-70s, uh, I think it was 77, if I'm not mistaken, might have been 78. They switch from having a gray face mask, which I still say is what they should wear instead right. of a black face mask because they're named the Steelers, so it should be the color of steel. I like that. But that's the way to know you're seeing Mean Joe in his prime. If you see the gray face mask, watch, no, it's good. watch how devastating 75 is. He is like Aaron Donald with the penetration. He's always in the backfield, but he's much more powerful than Aaron right. Donald. He would dominate – Right now, he if, if is he, he was, still coaching anywhere, I don't think he is now. Right. No, I think he's finally uh, wrapped that up because he was, you know, as you know, he was in Pittsburgh and then Miami, Miami and Pittsburgh. For a while, yeah. But uh, he is really uh, a terror. But you know, listen, there's so many good ones. The Ladanian one is. Uh, I'm a big fan. One of the new ones that from this year was Bruce Arians. Look Bruce Arians is really the first one. one. Really on, good one on Saturday. Bruce Arians is the first one, and plus, for the first time ever on NFL Network. Hard Knocks Marathon 2015 with J.J. Watt flipping the tire and Bill O'Brien speaking with a potty Watt mouth and Brian, Brian Cushing embodying all. What's wrong with that? Hold that on, Black guy. Tie. What's wrong so with J.J. Watt? That was so no. – that whole deal was oh, so – says, uh, says, says, says Russell Wilson's guy. biggest fan. It that weighs 1,000 so pounds. How could that be fake, well, the whole – hey, I'm going to work out here at night solo, just me and the sleds pushing tires and whatnot. Come on, J.J. Watt. Wow. Yeah. I, works you guys I, know about that show called Around the NFL, the podcast? I've heard about it. Yeah, uh, they're about to come up right now and do their own show. Yeah, well, so. maybe they, we should make them. I've heard. I've heard. Let's some carry good, on. I've heard some good things. Yeah, they're good. I've also, heard some uh, other things too. Russ Tucker was talking about Bieber. You know who else is a big fan of Bieber? Uh, hey, R&B Chris Wessling. I want to know about. Look how Black Tie just jammed in <laughs> his uh, plug. For I tried to help you with the Around R&B. the NFL one. I what think is, Chris Wessling's a big fan of Bieber. What is the? Uh, but handsome. I I know I have this list and I should. Oh, I got it. I a song. I can't think of the name of the song, but I like a song by Maroon Five. That's my. Uh, my I have some Phil Collins. Phil Collins is is a guilty pleasure. Every NFL player has some Phil Collins. Susudio. Susudio. Oh yeah, NFL players love in the love air. Phil tonight. Collins. Yeah, it's it's the it's the ultimate getting in the zone song. Right. Yeah, you gotta you gotta fill in the atmosphere, man. I guess so. Um, 
I, you know what? If I hear, if I'm flipping the radio dial and uh, um, a little hammer pops up, I might. That was great. I might stay tuned. That, for that's, some hammer. Yeah, but that's not embarrassing. Doom, 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 doom. Have you got any of those pants? No, I need some. You should get some. I really need some. All right, Black Tie wants us to wrap it up, yeah, so we'll wrap it up with uh, great, t- uh, great times with Ross Tucker. It's funny. He's one of those guests that as soon, when you get him on the line, it feels like, wow, we're 10 minutes in in the blink of an eye, and then we're brooming him, and I feel it's unsatisfying, the conversation, because we didn't we need get, to get enough. We need, we need to like get him on vacation, bring him out to L.A., and sit him in here, and we'll have a whole show. For as long, you know, get black to distract black tie with a soccer game, mm-hmm. and then we can record an hour and a half. Um, also, thanks to at Los Real Ali, if you want to join the uh, Photoshop and party of presidents as NFL players, or vice versa, um, or Dave as an NFL. Oh yeah, or or uh, David's a president. I should be JFK. So let's be clear about that. Who would handsome be? Who would black tie be? I'd like to see Black Tie as George Washington. Yeah. I'd like to see you as uh, Abe Lincoln. I think I look good as Abe Lincoln. Was he Honest Abe? Um, yeah, Honest Abe. I'm running through him in my head there. Who would be uh, Who would be a fun one to see? FDR. Right. Black Tie would be good as FDR because all Black Tie does is just sit around like FDR did in the later <laughs> days of his career, of his uh, presidency. That's why we have a little squad back here, guys. Exactly. Uh, what do you say? Shout out to who? Oh, yeah. Just give a quick shout out to Will Powell. A couple of producers that helped us out throughout the season. They're done for the season. Will Powell, obviously, worked on DDFP. Ah, uh, love uh, Nick Powell. Nick Condit as well worked on uh, a couple of our shows. Nice uh, job. Shout out yeah, Condit did a great job while we were at the Super Bowl a couple of weeks ago. And uh, so thanks to him and thanks to Will Pyle as well. Uh, he, uh, even though he forced me to not pick his Raiders, he talked me out during the season of making a couple Raiders picks. Come on, Shaq. They, my, my team has no chance in that one, and I went against them. And then the Raiders won anyway. My record would have been that much better this season if he wouldn't have I'm sure. uh, opened his pie hole. Nevertheless. Pile hole. He'll, his pile hole. But he'll be missed. And Gothard leaves soon, too. What are we going to do, handsome? Gothard is going to die in a uh, in a um, Game of Thrones-related <laughs> uh, arrow shooting in a bar. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I'm still convinced that's going to happen. Programming note real quick. So watch – Football withdrawal. Man's getting uh, married weekend. soon, Hank. Is he? Yeah, you don't no, want to but tell it's that. Not, it's, it's an acting death. Right. It's not a real <laughs> death. Might be a red wedding for him. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> the future Mrs. Gothard yeah. should be on the lookout. If, unfortunately, no. He'd be like the waiter <laughs> the at Gothard's red wedding. If you sense when you're making your invite list for the wedding, if it's like, yeah, it kind of had a weird, yeah. had a weird little a falling weird, out with I, him. Yeah, I had a weird conversation with him the other day, and I couldn't quite determine what he was talking about. I think my mom promised that I would marry one of the the neighbor's yeah. daughters, and right. now that I'm marrying somebody else, I don't think they're happy yeah. about it. I maybe should expect like... to get executed, is what Dave's saying. <laughs> <laughs> At your wedding, yeah, it might be by poison too. Yeah. It might be like King Joffrey Ooh, too. Yeah. Um, either way, Spoiler alert. we'll look Jeez. out. Oh, oh black please. Guy. So, oh, programming note though. Uh, also, beyond this weekend, next week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're going to uh, Indianapolis for the combine, handsome. So we're going to spin from out there. I hope you'll make so just one up. podcast next week for those people who want. no two podcasts, what? one here and then one from we're doing Indianapolis. One on Monday. No, why not? Yeah, we'll do one early in the week. Then we'll board a plane. We'll right. go to Indianapolis and we'll do a podcast from out there. Hopefully with our old friends Ike and Maurice. Oh, that'd be nice. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. And maybe Pat McAfee. Pat Mac. Pat Mac. 
Pittsburgh native. Yeah, he thought I was Eli Manning at the Super Bowl. Oh, he's the one who thought you were Eli. Who's the second person? That's the wrap That's it up, music, guys. That's the wrap it up. Manning's been eating a lot of food, according to Pat McAfee. All right. We'll see you on the other side of the weekend. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.